You're stupid too as I You're stupid too as I You'll never live You'll never die You're stupid too as I Welcome back to the Better Off Dead Minute Podcast The daily podcast where we analyze the movie Better Off Dead Two dollars at a time I'm Curtis Blaze from thesacknews.com and I'm Jason Hummel from Mondo Confidential. Today we are breaking down Minute 23, which starts with Lane saying, Sorry Johnny, I don't have a dime, and ends with the car stereo flying out the window. Curtis, how about a summary? Absolutely. In the last minute, Lane, still reeling from the breakup and attempted suicide, finds himself face-to-face with Johnny, the sinister paperboy. As the minute begins, Lane is trying to shut the front door on the paperboy, who really wants the money for his papers, but the paperboy won't let him. Lane distracts him with a story about his grandmother dropping acid and hijacking a school bus. At 22 minutes and 33 seconds, we see Lane driving in a station wagon. On the radio is a succession of breakup songs. As the minute ends, the car stereo flies out of the window, and we leave it in mid-flight. Jason, not very much to cover today. I think we've got a few things to discuss. Well, we've got the songs. Yeah, the painful breakup songs. What are the breakup songs? Well, first up is Breaking Up is Hard to Do by Neil Sedaka, released as a single in 62, but re-recorded in 75. Did you go back and, did you go listen to those two? Yes. Vastly, was, vastly different. That was crazy. It was like, Breaking Up is Hard to Do, Don't Take Your Love. But then the other one, okay, the other one was like, it was like piano. Yeah, it was like piano bar, soft rock, really soulful version. Breaking up is hard to do. It, it almost gave me shivers watching it. It's like, hmm, <laughs> 1975 wasn't good for anybody. <laughs> Strangely, it works for this song. Yeah. Go Neil Sedaka. Is he alive? Uh, as far as I know. Oh, I wonder how old he is. I'm guessing way elderly. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have She's Gone, right? Yeah, Hollow Notes, single from 74. Not on an album? Not on an album, apparently. I wonder if there was a time frame. I wonder what the sweet spot for albums was. It's been like 1975 to 1987 when people released albums. That's when albums became like really important. I think, where people are like, you got to listen to the whole thing, man. You know, both sides, in order. Yeah, I don't need to listen to your crappy seven other songs for, to to get the three songs that I like on your album. Yeah, it, it's like vastly different. From like, you know, 50s and 60s were all about the single. You know, all, that one song that defined you. you kind, know? Of, kind of like it is today. Yeah. I was shocked to find the Hall & Oates music being from 1974. In my mind, growing up, they were an 80s band. Yeah, they, they had that quintessential 80s feel, yeah. And they were in full swing then, but... They, well, they had the quintessential 80s perm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they had the poodle doos happening. So you were saying? Um, that they actually got their start in the 70s. And they were actually a little bit more experimental, I think, then, as everybody was in the 70s. Well, when you say experimental, this sounds pretty run-of-the-mill. It was it vastly different from, I guess, experimental. Okay, exper- what, what do you mean when you say experimental? Um, makeup? <laughs> I don't know. Well, I mean, yeah, you listen to She's Gone, and it doesn't sound any different from, like, you know, Maneater or anything like that. Or It sounds like it 
would fit into their 80s catalog. Um, maybe a little less peppy, you know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. It kind of hits a spot of songs in the 70s for me that seemed like the beginnings of soft rock. Yeah. It's like we had artists who were kind of using guitars and drums, but they were singing ballady stuff with guitars and drums. Yeah. Slow and soulful and soft. Oh my God, Hall and Oates writing proto versions of Every Rose Has Its Thorns oh God. by Poison. <laughs> I guess that's the world we lived in. Yeah, the, uh, the era of the monster ballad, which was... Wait a minute. Okay, hold on, hold on. <laughs> are, we, are we discovering here that we're blaming Hall and Oates for the monster ballads of the 80s? <laughs> Is that what's happening? Because they didn't go on to do monster ballads. No. But they were one of the pioneers of guitar, bass, drum, ballad. Yeah. And I guess keyboard. Oh, yeah, definitely keyboard. And crazy girl hair. <laughs> and Hall and Oates, originators of the popped collar. Hmm. Are they the reason that 80s bad guys look like 80s bad guys? Hmm. Wow. I never thought about that. They, they There's do so many reasons to hate Hall and Oates. <laughs> Yeah, they, they do kind of look like they could have been villains on Miami Vice. <laughs> they definitely had the right color scheme. 50 Ways to Leave Your Lover. I would never have guessed in a million years that it was Paul Simon. Really? I, no. It doesn't sound like him to me. It doesn't seem to be his style. It's off the album Still Crazy After All These Years, which what? the title track was a hit. What are, the, what are the rest of the songs on that album like? Are they sort of like this? I'm guessing probably. Uh, I haven't actually heard the album in its entirety. Um, well, that says something. <laughs> that that you, Jason, were not able to get through an album. Tells me everything I need to know about that album. <laughs> and then, of course, the monster mega hit, Hurts So Bad, by Linda Ronstadt. Who's she having sex with in the in the 80s? Wasn't, wasn't it some weird, crazy-like matchup? I, I would... Don Henley, maybe? Kenny <laughs> Rogers? Oh, God. <laughs> No, I'm speculating here. I don't know. <laughs> no, that ju- that just put a horrible, horrible image in my head. Gene Simmons? Well, from Kiss? <laughs> oh, that probably is just true for everybody that was alive. Yeah, he's, pr- he's pretty much had everyone, you know. He's like the Ron Jeremy of the rock world, you know. Well, I didn't have to look this one up. My mom had this. This was the Mad Love album from 1980. As this movie was made, what year? 85. This song was only five years old. So this was adult contemporary at the time that he was trying to find it on the radio. Yep. Of course, when someone breaks up with you and you're scrolling through the radio, which is the thing that used to happen back in the 80s. Yeah. Not today with all the newfangled who's it's. <laughs> with your YouTubes and your... What's and jammers. <laughs> we used to scroll through the radio and you had like, I don't know, five stations. Like around here where we grew up, we had like the rock station... The country station, the talk radio station, the AM, the the adult contemporary station, yeah. and the pop station. A rock station sucked. Just sucked. <laughs> it was just all, ugh, God. We just called it the Led Zeppelin station. Not because Led Zeppelin was bad, but because, like, pretty much you turn it on, that's what you're going to hear. Yeah, either that or Within smoke. five songs, something Led Zeppelin. Yeah. The pop station was, yeah, this stuff. This was the Hurt So Bad and the Hall and Oates, and that's what we were hearing on that, and that's where we heard these songs. Yep. Where was I going with this? 
Well, it, it just seems like I think the reason it resonates with people is that that's how it feels when you break up that like you're flipping through the radio looking for a song to just kind of like kill the pain, you know, maybe a little something a little positive, but everything, every song you run into is about breaking up. And then we end up that se- that sequence with breaking up is hard to do again, which I got nothing to say about that, except that <laughs> the radio then comes flying out of the window. I assume it lands on the cement on the next minute. Who knows? I'm just the intern. I'm watching it one minute at a time. Good land on somebody, braining them. We don't know. You know, Johnny has a switchblade comb. Oh, we're switching to the switchblade. I had one, actually, when I, I was a kid. I had one, too. I mean, I think that was just the thing of being a boy in the 80s. Yeah. He had one of these combs. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I got it wanted at a carnival. That's where I got mine. Everybody would come to school the next week with their switchblade combs. Yeah. Feel like a badass for a week. I don't know if I felt like a badass for a week. My comb was plastic. If I'm remembering it right, it was in the shape of an alligator. (laughs) The metal part, you know, the metal part that flicks out was also just plastic that was like chromed or whatever the process is for making it shiny. Yeah. And then the comb slipped into there. And the comb was supposed to stay, but every once in a while the comb would like fly out the end. (laughs) You know, because it was in there too loose. Yeah. Got it from the Lakeview Water Carnival. Where'd you get yours? Do you remember? Uh, I, I want to say Shaler Popcorn Days. Did it look more like Popcorn Days? Did it look more like like what Johnny has? Was it like metal and cool, or was it like cheap? I'm I'm thinking pretty cheap because yeah, the the fl- flying out the end thing. Eventually, what you end up doing is leaving the comb off and then just like trying to st- throw it and stick it in this stuff, <laughs> you know, like styrofoam, you know. <laughs> is this one of those items that got banned in school? Do you recall? <laughs> I don't remember, but I can imagine, probably. Stuff getting banned in school was a little after our time. I yeah. think uh, sort of Pokemon cards. Oh, no. Oh, no, there was stuff banned in school. Do you remember? Like, we would do the cinnamon drop challenge. Okay, there was this essence of cinnamon oil or something. It would come in little tiny, like, inch-long little plastic tubes. <laughs> kind of like similar to what you see crazy glue today come in. Yeah. And it was full of, like, this essence of cinnamon. And we would do these challenges on the playground. You know, like, they have stupid challenges now. You would put the stuff in your mouth. And you would, well, I guess that's it. You would put the stuff in your mouth and then, I don't know, end up at the nurse for having a burning mouth. Oh, jeez. <laughs> you don't remember that? <laughs> no. Must have, been, must have been a few years before your time. The, that's the challenge we would do. And that's, to my knowledge, oh, my God, it goes back further. Cinnamon toothpicks. We brought the drops after the toothpicks got banned. There were cinnamon toothpicks. Those got banned first for injuring people with chemical burns. Wow. Because I think people were just dipping the toothpicks in the cinnamon stuff and then, like, passing them out on the playground. (laughs) So those got banned, and then we brought the cinnamon drops, and then those got banned, and we just kind of kept going along until, like, kids in the 90s were getting Pokemon cards banned. Do you remember any bannings from school? I don't really remember too much banning in, in my class. Because um, a lot of the stuff that's like verboten now, like I think back then they thought built character, you know, like bullying, <laughs> you know, <laughs> they thought that'll toughen them up. Well, it kind of did. It's like learned how to take a punch. <laughs> yeah, like got to roll with it, you know. I also learned how to hold back my tears so I wouldn't be humiliated in front of crowds. Yeah, I just, uh, Walked now around. I'm sad. 
what, what I ended up doing was carrying around books on serial killers and a highlighter going, that's good, that's good, that's good. <laughs> Did you have a list, Jason? Be honest. Oh, yeah. You had a list? Mm-hmm. Did you know what you're going to do to those people if you carried out your plans? <laughs> Were you going to be a gun guy? No, I had more like the, the Bond villain, like really overly elaborate uh, dispatch idea. No, no, I can understand that. In first grade, I had like a going to build a giant mechanical gorilla <laughs> that could kidnap people and it had a door in the palm of the hand where my henchman would retrieve the people that I grabbed while driving this thing around and it would take them back and strap them on a table. And I don't know what I would do to them once I got to the table. I just knew there was a table that they would get strapped to. In the belly of the giant, I guess really King Kong, the giant ape. The Mecha Kong. The Mecha Kong. My first grade Mecha Kong Revengilla. Revengerilla? There you Revengerilla, go. yes. Where I would Copyright. capture where I where I would capture my enemies. I want that to be a movie now. <laughs> Revengerilla starting starring uh what the hell, John Cusack. Why not? Why not John Cusack? He wasn't doing much in the early, early 80s. <laughs> well, Jason, that's all I got for the minute, except to note that we've got another costume change for Kuzak. He's wearing a gray shirt with his blue and white plaid bathrobe from earlier minutes. There's a lot of blue plaid in this movie. Really? Yeah. Okay, defend that. Where else? Um, Ricky's pa- uh, pants. Oh, yeah. Well, those are kind of golden. Golden blue, but... Or gold finch or gold flake? Well, yeah. But, okay. they, but they still have that baby blueness to them, too. Still got some plaid going on. Yeah. Are we going to talk about grandma dropping acid? <laughs> well, I guess if we must. <laughs> I don't remember the exact line. Do you remember how it goes? So, uh, my little brother got his arm caught in the microwave, and mom had to take him to the hospital. And then uh, grandma dropped acid and freaked out and uh, hijacked a bus full of penguins. <laughs> I, I love... The, you can see the wheels turning in his head as he's coming up with this. Like, it's, like he's just filling in on like a Mad Libs of stuff. Hijack. Penguins. Yeah, that's it. Penguins. I don't know what to say about this. <laughs> Arm got caught in the microwave. Grandmother dropped acid and freaked out. Hijacked a school bus full of penguins. In what world does he think this is going to work? <laughs> I, I think it's full-on panic is what... <laughs> Basically brought that on, you know? Okay, Johnny. We've determined he's how old in previous minutes. Did we Did we come up with the number? We probably did and forgot. I'm th- thinking he was about like 12 or 13. Is Johnny really a tough guy? Or does he talk tough to hide the fact that he is a small kid in a very big world after all, having to get money from adults that don't necessarily want to give it to him? Yeah, he is actually pretty small. Even for like a 12-year-old. What do you think the scene was after this scene? Okay, so the door shuts, and Johnny is standing there on the front step. And he just got the door basically slammed in his face. Like, he gets on his bike. Do you think he's like muttering? Like, ah, God, freaking mother freaking Yeah, I can imagine... What, my two dollars? I can imagine him just like bombing around the neighborhood in a rage, you know? Is it in a rage, or is he holding something back? Is he... Is it building? Because, you know, we'll learn later that he's really obsessed with the $2. Yeah. Is this something that's building and building? It's like his, it's his raison d'etre. And by the way, is he not allowed to stop delivering papers in order to uh, collect the money? 
Hmm. Because, I mean, that seems like the trump card, doesn't it? Yeah. It'd be like, no more papers for you. Yeah. No more papers for you unless I get my money. Nothing else needs to be said. I don't need to pull out my comb switchblade and threateningly comb my ducktail. <laughs> Yet they keep getting papers. How long did we determine they'd gone without paying? Four weeks? Yeah. He says, four weeks, 20 papers. That's $2. So we know the Myers aren't getting the weekend edition. Yeah. Imagine what that would do to a window, man. <laughs> would it even fit through? <laughs> it, would, it would like crash through and like stick there in midair. Just find the fat end of it sticking out. <laughs> I'll have to go back and look. Was there bits of paper hanging off the shards of glass in the window from that minute? I don't think so. That would have been a nice touch. Yeah. <laughs> Little shreds dangling. Well, Jason, unless you know something about why there would be penguins on a school bus. Maybe. <gasps> what if that's the name of a team? What if that's a hockey team? I was wondering if it was maybe the Catholic school, you know, penguins, nuns. <laughs> I could see that. What if this were real, though? Okay, what if the next scene, the scene we don't see, is John Cusack walking away and thinking about how just that morning, whose arm got caught in the microwave, by the way? Badger. Badger's, his little brother's arm got caught in the microwave, which, knowing Badger... You know, he could have the door off and try and could be trying to make a, you know, cancer weapon. Yeah, he could be trying to, like, get the magnetron out of there. His arm could conceivably get caught in a microwave. And then his grandmother dropping acid, well, you know, sugar cubes with micro dots on them. <laughs> we see the delight, you know, we see the very nice tea set they have in the front hall. Presumably yeah. that's used occasionally. Yeah. Grandma could have been visiting and taking her tea with sugar cubes. And I don't know how the dots would get on the sugar cubes because Lane doesn't seem to be the type. But, yeah. Hmm. People surprise you. Yeah. Unless the dad was like an ex-hippie. Yes. Unless the dad was an ex-hippie. That could be. That. After all, when he got done in Korea, he could have come back and been very against the war and yeah. participated in protests and what? wanted to tune in and freak out and drop out or whatever that yeah. saying was. Yeah, gone all uh, born on the 4th of July, you know. And so she takes some acid. She freaks out. She hijacks a school bus. Yeah, why not? I mean, what would it take, right? <laughs> grandma would get on the school bus. Nobody would suspect it. It's just grandma. It's just a grandma. And it's full of penguins or the local school team. And, like, okay, so he says this, and then Johnny, you know, we don't see it because he shuts the door, and Johnny's like, God damn, man, that, that was his grandma? <laughs> I read about that in the paper. Yeah. While I was delivering him. <laughs> <laughs> and she made him sing, too, like Scorpio and Dirty Harry, you know, row, row, row your boat. So are we deciding that this really happened? Badger got his arm caught in the microwave. Grandma freaked out. Dropped acid and hijacked a, a school bus full of penguins? <laughs> I'm going yes. Now, that's now headcanon for me. Yeah, it's definitely in the uh, scenes we'd like to see file. It's definitely in the gritty reboot file. <laughs> in the gritty reboot file, this really happens. By the way, Diane Franklin was on Twitter the other day calling on Savage to remake Better Off Dead starring her daughter as Monique. Did you happen to catch that? No. I would totally watch that. Yeah. I would totally do the new Better Off Dead Minute, too. That would be fun. Yeah, it's like, try not to repeat ourselves, like, at all. This is where my dark, gritty, gritty reboot comes in. <laughs> 
savage, wanting to be taken more seriously as a filmmaker, is like, oh, I'm gonna go down this. I'm gonna go down this dark road. John thought he was filming it when I made it. I've got this opportunity. We could have both. Best of both worlds. Funny, better off dead, and gritty, better off dead redo. Gritty, better off dead reboot. I want to see this movie so bad. <laughs> I want this to happen. Jason, I got nothing else for this minute. Me neither. Well, okay then. I'm just going to call it a day. Thanks for listening, everyone, to uh, Minute 23 of the Better Off Dead Minute. Yep, that's just never going to get more smooth. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we'd really like to hear your voice. Give us a call at 712-830-7373 and leave a message. Join us tomorrow for the Better Off Dead Minute podcast, Minute 24. Until then, I'm Curtis. And I'm Jason. Good night. No, we wrote that last time when yeah. the coffee exploded. Yeah, right before the coffee holocaust. Coffee holocaust. Coffee cost. Coffee. No, we've got a word for that. Coffee holocaust. That should work better. <laughs> Holocoffiost. Holocoffee. Holocaust. Hol- so close. <laughs> Holocaust. Holocaust. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of uncomfortable sibilants in that one. Holla, holla coffee. The holla, holla, wait a minute. There must be some other word for coffee. Espresso. Java cost. There you go. No. (laughs) Jap coffee, jap espresso cost. You know what? We're not going to write this joke. (laughs)